0: Hello! Welcome to this, the ninth finale episode, podcast episode of The Last of Us Fake Nerds Watch. I am Pi. I have been strong armed into doing this awkward as fuck intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> Graciously invited by these two.
1: (laughs) Heck yeah. All right. I am Sparks Witty. Back once again on Fake Nerds Watch for one last time. For The Last of Us Season
2: 1. And I'm joined with Ryan Eliopoulos right here next to me. Hello. Thank you guys for joining us once again. You, my friends on the podcast and the people watching and or listening at home. It has been so wonderful to talk about the greatest video game adaptation of all time with my friends. Never thought we'd be here. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. It's not. It's not Blood Rain by Uwe Boll. Believe it or not, it's not the best video game adaptation. Man,
1: like polar opposite.
2: Yeah, I just want. I try to think of the worst one, and that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. To think how far we have actually come.
1: Yeah, like I saw
2: House of the Dead in theaters because I was a young kid, and I was like, I like zombies.
0: Uwe Boll is like the 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 absolute bottom of the barrel of adaptations.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and he keeps getting them. (laughs) There's been a, a lot of talk around like the video game curse, and we certainly talked about video game adaptations around Sonic the Hedgehog for the
2: podcast. We talked and about, you know, what we realized every video game adaptation.
1: <laughs> uh, that first Silent Hill movie is good, and everyone should have shut up about video game adaptations pretty much after that. Yeah, but they didn't. They came around. <laughs> off, it was like okay.
0: If when did was... no, you watched it? No, no,
1: you have to revisit it. It's good. We watched it in the past two years, and I'm telling you. That's actually a good movie.
2: It's it's artsy-fartsy. It's got real style. Uh, uh, it's got a great tone. It makes you... It's It has, like, the most, like... It feels like Silent Hill. Like, out of any adaptation, like, boy, does that feel like that shitty-ass town that you don't want to be in. Uh, give it a... Hey, give it a second chance, man. I'm telling you, it's pretty good. Okay. All right. And a sequel. They're making a sequel. Same director and everything. Blurred? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no,
1: no. No, no. A sequel to the original with the same director... Forget the second one. Technically
2: a third movie, but they're ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, The Last of Us, as good as Silent Hill, some would say. <laughs> the video game. Better. <laughs> we better made it. Than we're, we're
1: here. It's the we're here. You're here for episode nine, the season finale. The title is... Uh, Look for the light. Look for the light, which is is full circle from the first episode, which is the Firefly moniker when you are lost in the darkness. Come full circle here. Uh, The episode is directed once again by Ali Abassi from last week
2: and uh, written by both Craig Bazin and Neil Druckmann. Good, good. First of all, uh, good choice. Good choice having that director come back because, like, uh, man, this episode looked good. Uh, Shot so well. Obviously, we'll talk about everything else, but like, like, you know, being this being the finale, like the big end of like the season, especially with like something so beloved and such a crazy ending. Like you need someone who knows who knows how to direct some shit. And this guy, uh, they got it. Uh mwah. loved it. Yeah, I think all the
1: director choices have been cool. We've absolutely kind of, we kinda of touched on it before, but there's been a lot of like international film darling directors that's this that have sure. come yeah. on. Um and uh uh we talked about it for episode six. Um I forget her name right now, but the yeah uh uh she the way she handled that episode is she was the one who um they expected to take on the war-torn uh fifth episode um because of her film biography and she's like no 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 i want to do the personal that's right uh interrelationship stuff yeah uh we're here it's time for the last one and uh, I don't think there was anybody, like, we'll get first impressions, like, I don't think there was anybody who got to this point and thought they weren't going to nail it.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like. They did. From, because I've, you know, I like to consume lots of, like, entertainment podcasts and stuff. I love listening to great people's opinions and stuff. And most people uh, who haven't played the game love this episode. Mm. And most people who have played the game like this episode, but there are most of the criticisms. Again, this is just from what I've seen. Most of the criticisms of our people who have played the games and they're just like, oh, they didn't do this or they rushed this. And I'm like, if you don't have that context, this is, I think this is still a great episode of TV that like doesn't, personally, I don't think it feels rushed. And I would only feel that way because I have prior context of what the game, the mm-hmm, game is. Mm-hmm. So like, I personally, I'm gonna throw that out there. I don't think this episode feels rushed. I thought it was perfectly, you know, like, People are like, oh, they can't tell the same story in this short of of, of episodes. And I'm like, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought they told the story they needed to. Again, most of that shit is just like you murdering hundreds of people. So it's like, if anything, cutting out that gameplay made this story feel more powerful. Uh, and it made like, especially that finale with Joel land. Um, like, I will say, I prefer how like the game, it's more brutal because like y- you feel it. But like the fact that we haven't seen this much brutality until the end of the show, it really you really feel it like you really feel what Joel is doing sure sure Uh, which is which is something I know the creators have talked about a lot of like the line of violence and you know jumping the the adaptation (laughs) line of like well the whole show can't just be killing people because then it's like you're kind of losing like like the focus of the story I think um I I have nothing against this episode
1: in particular I think this episode's really really solid as a finale as uh, for what it's doing and everything I think it's very good I do think going back and looking at our conversation last time, I think if there were a weak point in the season to me of where we needed something a little more, I do think, and I've been thinking about it since we talked about it, Mm -hmm. that episode I did need uh, specifically because we don't get any infected in the present in this episode. Um, And so we actually, for Joel and Ellie, we go through their journey since episode five without encountering infected. Um, and I do think in episode eight, they should have done yeah uh, an infected confrontation for David and Ellie, a smaller one than what's in the game, a much, much more downscaled for the show version. You didn't need a lot of infected yeah. to do the same thing. But I think it would have enhanced both the character arc in that story and given the audience just a little bit more of that infected presence to feel like, hey, you know, even when when you think. It's just people you're dealing with, to remember the infected are of threat. they're still out there, that kind of thing. I think even more importantly, kind of leaving it a little more prevalent because i I can reasonably see an argument to a television show only audience that is the infection really that big of a problem? Do we really need the cure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a with the lack of infected encounters in the back half of the season? And I would be like, I don't agree entirely, but I get the point,
2: yeah, yeah. of why it's being said. yeah. Uh, before i before i want to hear your thoughts on this pie i do think for some people they they expected a more action-packed zombie show Mm -hmm. and that's again like them wanting to do something different from the game which that it is is that is the game is an action-packed like horror adventure um they did want to focus on the emotionality of it instead of the instead of like the the random violence Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) if you have to choose one or the other like I'm not saying they had to, but like if that's if that's like dialogue that they're going for, that I'm glad they went with the way that it did. Because like instead of having so many great emotional scenes, half of that could have just been random action that might have looked good but didn't really progress the plot in any way. It could have mm-hmm. just been more game stuff. Yeah. And I am again at the end of the day, I'm glad that this was the direction they go. Could I've used one more like zombie like uh, fight scene in the in not the finale because the finale has to be somber.
1: No, I think the finale is what it it has is. to be. But
2: I agree. I think the one like the David like we talked about last week that that they should have had a small encounter. Uh, and that would have, I think that would have uh, Literally about, literally no longer than the Infected encounter we get at the beginning of this episode Yeah, uh, uh, that would have helped people out I think yeah.
1: I, I do I do think it would have kept The threat of the infected mm-hmm. uh, con- Consistently present Throughout the story in a way where I think in the back half of the story it's, It is it uh, is light yeah. And I, I don't think that that's a problem For like the character story we're doing I think that should be the priority But I do think there was room for one more sequence. And I do think we kind of nailed it when we were talking about it last week. That that that's probably where it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh go ahead, Pi.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, so yeah, it, just one more. And like you said, totally would not have worked in the finale. And I think I know where it would have worked in episode eight. Um, I'm pretty sure you're thinking this too. When when Ellie meets David, they could have mm-hmm. an encounter with like just a small batch, because you don't need to fight a horde. They're not gonna find countless piles of ammo lying around and them just like gun people down <laughs> but like show a moment where Ellie knows how to handle herself around the infected having learned a lot from Joel that that would have served you know a, a narrative in that literally respect.
1: literally just two people in the building that they thought was clear yeah. when they go to set up the fire and let it be clickers <laughs> yeah that's all
2: that's all you need you'd be done right there yeah Uh, but yeah I don't yeah, I do agree. Unfortunately, this final episode, I think it has to be again just like the game. Like the final stretch kind has to be somber and like yeah, they're, they aren't dealing with threats. And the the time you think there will be a threat, it's actually the firefly. It's actually well, no, it's giraffes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's giraffes. I mean. Oh, I, I see. I mean, like, I was
1: thinking of like when the when the uh, bomb comes in. Oh, and sure, them, sure. I'm talking you about. think that's going to be talk about, like the first half
2: of the episode where it mm-hmm. is them just exploring and walking, and there's no danger. It's just them like. It's just Ellie being real, like kind of bummed out, thinking about her entire journey. Now that the journey's almost over, yes, she's just lost in thought. And Joel is just like not really, not really seeing it at first. He's just like he's in dad mode. And then he slowly realizes, like, no, oh, what's what's wrong with my little girl? Um, because everything that's been happening to her this entire journey, because again, it's only it's been, you know, eight episodes for us, but it's been months for these people. Um, mm-hmm. it's weighing on her. Again, being see the the end is so, so close in sight. It's like wow i have really done a lot and i feel bad about a lot of it um and it's really really like again like this is again just like the game like you're just i remember like you walking along with ellie and like he says something she's like yeah okay like she's just really just like despondent despondent yeah like almost like um like disassociated um yeah. and it's like again bella ramsey just like kills it and uh joel <laughs> joel's Man, like yeah i love it it's great yeah, it, until until yeah. he realizes
0: it's funny where they place it too, because like like you said, this should have been months from that event. Yet she, it looks like she's still reminiscing as if it was yesterday, yeah, or last week. Because
2: mm-hmm. yeah. they don't they don't say it, but like it, it is a new season. Um, there's you know it's it's not it's not snowing anymore and stuff. So like um, time 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 has passed.
0: It took them three months to likely hike all the way to Wyoming. And then yeah, they had no and horse.
2: Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah no horse, yeah. Uh, Joel specifically says, like, um, you're acting quiet today. So this isn't something that's been happening for months. Like, like today is, like, the first time he's, like, it's maybe it's the first time it's, it's happened to her because she realizes, oh, we're almost there. Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's really nice because, again, this could have been, like, a, an entirely action-packed finale of, like, the entire episode's wall-to-wall nonsense. But I think, again, like, having that first half be really, like, somber and just, like, it's like, oh, man, like, you know, this journey's is coming to an end. Like, what is going to happen after, after, you know, Ellie meets these doctors? Like, who knows? Like, it's up in the air and we don't know it's about to get really, like, traumatic and devastating. But before that, let's talk about the flashback, uh, yes. which starts. I want to
0: say first, though, you called it cold open. Yep.
1: It just it just narratively tracked with yeah. with what they were doing, I think. Um, uh, and I. I liked it. I liked uh, that they did it. It, 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 We know now that Neil Druckmann, this isn't a new story necessarily to the lore of the world. It's just a new story that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. But it's been in Druckmann's mind for a very long time. It was initially going to be an animated short. Then uh, it almost became a live action short with Ashley Johnson again. Um, and then for a little while there, and he said like he he specifically was answering questions related to like finding out any information about Ellie's dad. And he's like, We've actually expanded an entire story where there was gonna be a game that was about Ellie's mom. Um, a whole game, I uh I a spin-off game. And he's like, you know, now I know that like some of these stories might come back to the surface, so I'm not gonna say all the details that came from that. Yeah. Um, but that to have this finally made was really nice because this has been in his head for a long time. Yeah. I thought that I think it's a really, it's I think what's really valuable about it. And the reason I like it here is um, uh, so prominently important for Marlene. Yeah. Um, because I I think that it needs to, I think Marlene's, loss in this episode especially for a television audience feels more impactful when you're reminded of her presence at the beginning of the episode because it has been since the first episode that we've seen her yes um so bringing her back to the forefront before you get to her
2: end uh i think is important and it and it it kind of like full circles her involvement with the whole story back back again because like she wasn't just there um at the birth of ellie she was there after the stuff with Riley as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, she has been a constant in Ellie's life. And she for she did it for her for her mom, who we learn is her who was her best friend since childhood or whatever. Like, this is another really sad moment for Marlene, and we only get one minute of it, but this is like the end of a chapter for her. Like, this is her right. best friend, you know, like they've been through everything together. Uh, and now she has a baby that might be a zombie. We do uh, know
1: Druckman did reveal specifically the detail is like the intention in the story is that um Anna, which is Ellie's mom, and Marlene are childhood best friends, and they have been since pre the, the end of the Apocalypse. World. Yeah. Um, so Apocalypse.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we do know that detail about that relationship and how full it's supposed to be. So it makes it now that like makes more sense for like if you ever rewatched it or like played the game again. It's like, no, Marlene is looking after Ellie. Yeah. Uh, uh, with even more context than than what we are first led on to believe. And like, no, she really does care for this girl because she knew her mama. But yeah. not like but not like a mother,
1: which is so important because, oh yeah, if Marlene actually it's an important detail where Anna says, like you know, find someone to take care of her because she's not putting it on Marlene. she knows who Marlene is and who Marlene's trying to be in this world, um oh, I find someone if yeah, yeah. Marlene had been the person who was day in day out taking care of Ellie, basically being her mom, yeah, uh her reasonably her emotional standing in the situation at the end of the show would be the same as Joel's, yeah, um. And I I think that that's an important distinction of how she she separated her relationship with her. Yeah. Um, also, I'll shout out that like I think it was Ashley Johnson on the official podcast who said who brought this up. But she said that like the other nice thing about this story being where it is with this finale is that uh, there's a parallel in Marlene b- choosing to accept a truth that she believes is not true, which is that um, the that ellie was born before the bite yeah that she's not uh, which effect. marlene doesn't believe and you know marlene doesn't believe it but she chooses to believe it yeah the same way that ellie makes the choice to believe what she believes at the end of the episode there you go um and that those things parallel each other really nicely those, yeah. those uncomfortable choose you choose to let go
2: yeah uh yeah having i made the joke last week but yeah like ellie has the same origin as <laughs> blade the vampire hunter which is just, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll reiterate, but uh, Blade's mom was bitten by a vampire and gave birth to Blade, so he's half vampire, half human. Uh, uh, I I thought that scene was great. Yeah, the Ashley Johnson, you know, OG Ellie. I think that's great. It's so crazy, like, because she sounds just like Ellie still. Yes. And it's just like, (laughs) and she's like talking to herself, like, yeah, Ellie, yeah, give him hell as a little baby. I'm like, this is, movies are funny, you know, like... (laughs) Hollywood magic is really funny. You're talking; she's talking to her little baby. It spouse. really, it really
1: did draw a line. Not that I didn't know what Ashley Johnson looked like, I did, but it really did draw a line. Watching it in this, where I'm like, you know, you, put aside knowing she's Ellie. Put mm-hmm. aside knowing that she was, she's always been Ellie. She believably looks like she could be Bella Ramsey's mom. Yeah, like oh, you know, yeah. that. That would just be good casting, regardless of that fact. Hundred um, percent. But it makes absolute like they did exactly the right thing. They're very happy that it was Ashley Johnson because in their minds, Ellie is a character birthed out of her association and performance so birthing the character literally into the show is pretty cool absolutely yeah, yeah. um
0: Passing also
1: also again i will shout out despite what i said about like the previous episode needing infected i think uh this was a smart way to have an infected in the finale because like we said we all agree it wouldn't have fit anywhere else in the story of the present for this episode this part of the story shouldn't have infected mm-hmm. um like you said that somber journey to the end uh shouldn't have infected but this was a nice way to bring that back for the finale so that it's present in some way Mm -hmm.
0: i i would like to remark you know because i think intentional or not we can assume that in the spots in between episodes of just joel and ellie surviving that could be them having already encountered zombies and we already know how they would take care of them exactly
2: yeah, this 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 being a show where we've seen enough of it and you know we know Joel's past and like again this isn't a video game like you don't you, you don't this this could with a different creative team this could have been a much heavier action show but it it really I don't think it would have the emotional weight that it, that it has. We've talked about it before that I've I've been
1: while people have been clamoring for like there haven't been enough effect in the show I felt like there have been plenty i think there there have been enough i think they've been appropriately spaced out so that they are involved in the narrative of the story um i agree with pi's point i'm sure they have encountered infected on the journey that we haven't seen because it's not an important beat yeah um i think that that more what i'm saying with the previous episode is that i do think the show maybe needed one more important beat with infected uh, in it before we got to this point. Yeah. Um. But again, regardless, that's not a problem with this episode. Yeah. Um. That's that's maybe my only problem with the entire season. Um, problem in really
2: small font, tiny quotations is. So Joel and Ellie are on. They're on their trip. Um. Is does Joel talk about the gunshot before or after he meets the aminals? Uh.
1: After. After. The after. Okay. So yeah.
2: it's the thing he's saying
1: before. They get jumped by the fireflies. Gotcha. Okay,
2: so yeah, so the Joel and Ellie exploring. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie catches something, and she's like, they're in a building, and Ellie catches something that we can't see, uh, and it becomes kind of tense for a little bit. And Ellie's running up and, before
1: before we get to the draft yeah, yeah, moment, yeah We
2: get we get the ladder beat, which is for video straight games, from people, the game, yes, an important beat.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, because um, well, I guess not important if you played the part one remake where they let you
2: take all those beats. But out. Th- no, but that 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 is that part that part still happens because it's a scripted thing it's a scripted
1: scripted bit but it's still nice to have that that that's there because that ladder mobility thing is one of the few things we still hadn't done
2: uh, no raft this season uh, in this way um raft is next (laughs) season no raft this season uh oh real quick no upside down sequence yes that this season this isn't and wrong and it's true uh and uh, Neil Druckmann said, you know, some things that we just took out from the game because they didn't they didn't fit into this world and there was just no we didn't find a place that it made sense for that to happen. And I'm like Neil, I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fundamentally disagree with you.
0: <laughs> so here, here is my theory of why they gave it to Frank. What that trap serves is all it needs to be is Bill's trap and then Bill rescues whoever's in it.
2: That's true. But it's just a great, it, it's a parallel tense scene. It's more, it's not so much as him hanging upside down. It's more about like Ellie has to save him while you're trying not to die. It's just a really tense scene. Uh, but again, yeah. you, you uh,
0: want, you want the action motifs. You want, we, we all want more, you know, sniper alley, sniper, yeah. Sniper streets, car coming explosions.
2: Hey, could still and happen season two. Just like my stalkers.
0: David and Ellie fighting a couple clickers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, the ladder, but yeah, uh, uh, Ellie's so excited about something that she drops the ladder that Joel, that she was about to give to Joel. Uh, and it like, again, I say, like, though,
0: like a, a break of tension because she had been so kind of like introspective up until this point. And now she's finally showing some sign that she is still that kid.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and who knows? We know what it is, but who knows what it is? And Joel's freaking out. You know, it's there's like a lot of red, like, you know, it, it's giving you signs of chaos and like bad things silhouettes.
0: Yeah. What was that? uh oh, you're talking about the build up to what they're going to see
2: yeah, Oh, yeah yeah i'm saying like he's running up and stuff and it's like you know it's like 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 red lighting and stuff so like you think it might be something bad uh, but then you get up there and you get a 100% real giraffe that everyone thought was cg uh it's cra- it's it's really fun well, because everything around the giraffe is cg so i think i i understand it, you know mm-hmm. it makes it look a little a little weird but like yo man that's a real giraffe i saw a picture of Pedro Pascal hanging out with the giraffe, that's really funny uh, iconic scene from the game, you know, uh, great lovely, just to go to the show, like, you know the world might be shit, but like, beauty still exists in the world, and you see big giraffes and small giraffes and Ellie's just like, oh my goodness welcome to Jurassic Park yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: just like the game a, it, it, in no way do I think there wasn't a brachiosaurus on the brain when they put the giraffe scene in, um for bonding
2: with kids um speaking mm -hmm. of jurassic park um the bodega sequence from scream six the director said that was directly inspired from jurassic park (laughs) uh, with the shotgun Uh and then looking through the thing oh sure yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Scream six in theaters now Um,
1: whole other thing (laughs) check that out over on pickner podcast um uh yeah i i'm so glad the draft moment was here i really had no doubts it would be yeah um i think it's an important beat before you get to the Fireflies, um, not just because it's like the beauty in the world kind of thing, but it is this indication to Joel that uh, a, a sign of Ellie being happy about something that uh, who she is is still who she she's been before, even if it's different now. And it is different now. Like her excitement level is not the same as it would have been pre David, but it's still there. Um, prior to that, I think, oh, go ahead, bye. uh, you, you might touch on this, but
0: I, I was gonna bring up you know, just like it it is this moment of you know tranquility, calm, and also Joel realizing this could be a point of no return, and he wants to tell Ellie either for her sake or probably for his sake that you don't have to go. We don't have to do this. We know there is a place of a better life and we can just you know we're not beholden to anything.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd I'd say it's it's for her sake. It's for Joel. Via <laughs> his sake, right? Yeah. Like her yeah. sake is important to his sake now. They're linked. Yeah. Uh so it I have it notes is on it this, is, but we'll
0: touch on it later.
2: <laughs> it is by virtue of being connected to his sake. Um Joel's in selfish mode now though, but so like that that is is his out of, I know we've gone this far, but like, we don't know what's actually going to happen here. Right. Whereas we know we can go live a great life with Tommy and we never have to worry about anything. You just be my daughter and don't have to think about making any choices. Ellie, do you want, don't make choices. (laughs) Which is coming up a lot before we get to the draft moment, which is what I was going to jump back
1: to is, is that prior, prior to that we're getting a lot of Joel going 180% on you know, I, I, I was thinking if I can find a guitar, I can teach you how to play all this kind of stuff. Would you like, like I, that? I want to be your dad. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore He's going right now.
2: hard, man. Uh, Yeah. He like drank like dad Kool-Aid. <laughs> he's like, he, like two episodes, like he is such a different person. Like he is so, you are my daughter now. <laughs> he, he,
0: yeah, he is. He's got that feeling that he's ready to be that again.
1: To love. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he wants to, he wants to show oh. it. He wants to embrace it, but it's it's a little difficult. Or Ellie's making it not intentionally, but like her her state of mind is not allowing her to be as receptive. Yeah. To this to these gestures.
2: Yeah, and then yeah, he's like, you know, we can just we can just drop all this and just go live a life. And she's like, after everything we've been through, you know, Tess, Sam, Henry, Bill, all these people, like it it can't mm. be for nothing. We can't half half half-ass this. We have to go all the way, and that
0: one last line that she says, "Yeah, everything that I've done,
2: yeah, everything that I've done, everything we have done, yeah, like it can't be for nothing." And that is Ellie saying, "If I have to give my life up, I will do it." That's basically what she's saying without saying it, and that's what makes the 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 finale so juicy.
1: Well, like, and it's and it's by two different mindsets, which she has the same mindset that Tess had, which is that doing this is the way to make up for the bad things. Yeah. And that will that will clear me of
2: of her red ledger of
1: what I feel. Yeah. Uh and Joel doesn't have that mentality. Joel doesn't have this sense of I I carry a lot of weight of the bad I've done. He doesn't. Not really. That, not not yeah. in the sense where he's like I need to make up for that. That's not who
2: he is. If anything like Joel like Joel is now in like victory mode. He won. He got he got the girl. He got his daughter, right? So like he doesn't need to do any of this shit. And 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 they don't and spoilers, they don't, right? Like he he got Ellie and that's the only thing he needs. So like it's just like the the length he will go to of like, yeah, this girl's gonna be my daughter, no matter what. But like even no matter what. Even putting that
1: aside, that being where he's at now, the entire time that's who Joel's been. Joel is not a person. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't feel bad about doing things. Yeah. But he is not a person who was looking to absolve, like repair yeah. the world in karmic payment. He feels like he, he did. did what
2: he had to do and he doesn't
1: feel yes, bad. Yes, exactly. About it. Yeah, he feels yeah. he'll feel bad about the action of it, but yeah. he won't feel like he owes the universe something in return, that he is meant to do something to counter the balance yeah. of his bad habits. karma. Yeah. Right. He, he he's not a person who believes that. Yeah. That's not something he's ever bought into yeah uh and and so certainly once you get to this point um then he's entirely more selfish um because before it's kind of more like ambivalence yeah then it is selfishness
2: now it's selfishness yeah which yeah. again is almost worse because <laughs> like the lengths he will go to for the people you love and right. stuff is like Let, it's awful
0: yeah let's talk about one of those moments so when when they're walking through the uh the uh the military med zone and he finally confesses to how he got that scar. You know, how he was the man that missed.
2: And he, yeah, he flinched.
0: And he's telling Ellie this story. And, you know, then Ellie, just lightheartedly, you know, in recognition and support, is like, you know, I'm glad you didn't do that. And, you know, does it get any better? Yeah, it's like, or is it time that heals all wounds? And it's like it wasn't time that did it. That Ooh. line and her reaction, that felt, and I'm pretty sure this was intentional. But it was like, I I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it 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 communicated. Joel was communicating that Ellie. Is now his reason for going on. And suddenly she is realizing. Yes. That she is. Someone is relying on her.
2: Yes. 100%. Like, yeah, that, that's a great point, Why? Because, like, this, this whole season has been about, like, uh, Joel, re- or Ellie relying on Joel. But now, mm-hmm. like, Joel emotionally relies on Ellie.
0: <laughs> so I want to read a quote. And this was from episode five. It's easy. This is Joel saying this to Henry. It's easier when you're a kid. You don't have anybody else relying on you. That's the hard part. And now Ellie real, is now a fully cognizant that she is being relied upon. Yeah. You know, either for uh, the first time in her, in her life or at least the most prevalent.
2: Yeah, uh and we'll talk about it when we get to the the end after the 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 rescue and stuff but like and it is it is a it, I read it it reads as um kind of different from the game because the way Pedro Pascal is performing I, I don't want to get to it yet because I want to actually like discuss it in length but um mm-hmm. so yeah um Joel's talking about uh you know uh, committing, committing suicide and, and surviving and being happy about it you know like like because of Ellie um and then and then they get they get I want to I want sorry, go I want to go off uh, before
1: you move on. No. I want to go to Pi's point. I thought you were going to. No, sorry. Uh, sorry. Off that. No, no, it's OK. Um, That that idea of Ellie realizing that he's relying on her. Mm-hmm. This is also not new for Joel. This when we go back to episode one he is relying on Sarah. Yeah. It's, and not just That's emotionally. True. Yeah. He doesn't take care of things. Yeah. Sarah takes care of forgets his birthday at, yeah. at home. Um, he puts that on her. And so we know very quickly, like once he's accepted, this is the relationship with him and Ellie. It goes right into all his worst attributes of the things that he would put on his daughter. Sarah right. included like what he would put on her. Now he's putting things on Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Things she's not ready for. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially when when she's... Sarah had the advantage of, like, growing up with him. Yeah. And, like, that relationship being kind of forged over time of, of what she was willing to do, uh, whether or not, like, I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong at the age that Sarah was for a dad to be somewhat reliant on a kid, but, like, we saw specifically from the pieces that they showed us that Joel was a little absent-minded in terms of care um and when you factor that in and then ellie who's never had that parental figure before this is this is wholly unknown territory and what that means and how that kind of love because in some ways this is also like a uh it's not quite be careful what you wish for because i don't want to say that Mm -hmm. um for ellie but it is a uh you don't know what that is that relationship really means like Ellie had an idea of what she wanted from Joel, but she didn't really know what that meant to get that from Joel.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing about Joel is like, he is our, he is our protagonist. He is our lead, but he, I wouldn't call him a hero. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't necessarily call him a good person. Even
1: he is a human. Um,
2: So like, it's, it's so interesting like Joel obviously Joel Joel is a it has good qualities to him you know like he, he he can be loving he can be you know nurturing like now and stuff but I'm protective like, protective exactly like protective is is his number one quality if anything like you know he cares for the people who are around him but like Ellie Ellie is with a man who is who can be really unhinged like it's not like she's you know with like a like a like a MCU superstar here she's with a a man who's done a lot of really bad things uh and as much as he loves her and she loves him like they're living in the apocalypse where this man is about to do some unspeakable things for her. And it's just like, it, it's, it's crazy again. Cause she, it's just this little girl trying to live her life. And it's like, man, what a, what a world. What and I think world.
1: also in the scene that Pi is referencing, like in Bella Ramsey's performance in Ellie in general, there is this sense of. While it is more than she anticipates and she can't fully grasp what this means. And, and it is Joel being reliant on her. There is a sense of like this, there is a sense of satisfaction in this is what I've wanted. Um, Even if it's not exactly the way she imagined it, it's still, it is still what she wanted. It's real. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It is still in his own way, him saying, I love you. And you're my daughter now uh, without saying those words. And it's her acknowledging that that is what she wants. Um, And I think just as much as uh, Ellie saying what she said before this beat about, you know, we we can't go only halfway, we have to go all the way through. It's also her saying it because she needs to force herself to do it
2: because mm-hmm. Joel won't
1: because well because in, in it is appealing to her the I, I think the the idea of go back, live the life watching movies that you never thought you'd have mm-hmm. uh, with me. And I, I do believe that even though Ellie understands that, like, they don't know exactly what could happen. I don't think she anticipates that the risk is with the fireflies. The risk is what else might be on the way. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the risk is with the fireflies. And she's saying, like, I'm pretty confident we're going to make it. Yeah. I think she believes, to me, um, the way that she plays it. I think she believes that that, like, after that, I'll go wherever you go. Yeah. I'll follow you wherever. Yeah. That's that's the life she's picturing is, like, after this, everything's peace.
2: Yeah. I'm going to give a sample and we'll move on. Yeah. Just, uh, just a sample, quick sample, just a yeah. blood test.
0: Oh, wow. That's actually a really important detail. We'll bring it up later.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So now that I said all that, like we can go on to your point, which is I think you were about to bring up the fireflies nabbing them. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, not a point. Just like just in to moving the, into the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, shitty
0: puns, shitty puns interrupted. Yeah, they're
1: about by to get to I can't believe we got to this section and we still didn't hear uh the pun involving soap i don't remember it
0: oh wait what's that one wait <laughs> for uh, the audience
1: <laughs> uh i have to remind myself of it so give me a second mm. All right. continue <laughs> with your point i'll come back to it
2: um yeah so like yeah they're 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 at the firefly place um joel joel's ready to hear some jingles some some guffaws some ha i remember it now um it's that i used to be addicted to soap don't worry,
1: I'm all clean now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which for a hot minute when everyone was playing The Last of Us when it came out was like the memed one. It yeah. was the one that was going viral on the internet. It was the one that was getting comic strips and all kinds of things made out of it. It was the pun that that really got everybody. The
2: pun heard around the world. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, Joel's ready to hear some puns. And then uh, we see some... We see some people in the background, some really good, some blurry people. I'm like, oh, are those, What's going on, clickers? What's happening here? Uh, and it's stalkers, it's, stalkers. Ryan's old stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> not, not this season. Come on, Neil.
0: Uh, I, yeah, we I, I think the one that got uh, Ellie's mom, Anna. No, because they crawl. A... They crawl.
2: Yeah, but I, he, he's, they don't. They do the stalking. They, they're not just full run. They do some stalks. You, wanna, do you some want, you want them to like corners. hide. That's the. That's that's the the checkmark.
0: I I do actually have to give you credit credit, and apology, Ryan. I have been rewatching the gameplay in the segment where where they uh, split up and Joel is underground trying to start up a generator. Uh, uh, There were stalkers. There were like creepy crawlies that do start off like peeking around a corner and then they charge at you. But they were enhanced in the second game where they actually run away. And That's stay too spooky. quiet.
2: The second there's one oh my god, there's one part of the second <laughs> game where it's just like you're up in a in like a really rainy building and it's just like full stalker section. I'm like, man, F this game. I hate this game. <laughs> That's oh, man, th- those I hate yeah. the stalkers, but because I love them so much. Um, but anyway, yeah. Fireflies show up, our guys get got, uh, they get flash banged, Joel gets banned right in the face um and i'm sure he's having some sweet some sweet dreams um and he wakes up probably with a headache um and marlene is there what's i him? bet
1: he's not having a sweet dream no as we learned from when he talked to tommy every time he sleeps he he dreams
2: about failing. i was just hoping that like getting a mild concussion would actually soothe his brain you never know you know just, like, <laughs> the endorphins you know how i don't know how it works. uh I don't know what's marlene state. i haven't seen you in eight episodes and or the opening of this episode nice to see you again um Again, it's been eight episodes since we set up, but like it is the Marlene from the video game. That's that is the one video game, like just one to one is I think that's really great. That's fantastic. Um no, hey, that's not entirely true. There is
0: actually another one-to-one, but I'll say Oh, you
2: sorry. End. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. It's a, that's a cameo. It's it, like well, but
1: fantastic. it's a consistent cameo. That's true. So
2: that's true. That's true. Um and is actually a one-to-one. That is yeah, and that they could actually do stuff with that for the future, which is actually really fun. We'll talk about later. Um mm. but yeah, Marlene's there, like, yo, Joel, sorry, we didn't know it was you. You know, it's the apocalypse so what are you gonna do? Um Joel's <laughs> like, yo, where's my little girl? Where's my homie at? She's like, she's getting uh, she's getting getting prepped for surgery. Don't worry, my and guy. Marlene, Marlene clocks it very quickly
1: that this is not the Joel. That she left Ellie with. Yeah, this is a Joel that is invested. This yeah. is
2: not a Joel that was willing to leave her and walk away. This is a Joel that is pie. What's our favorite word? What is Joel? Uh, dangerous. Activated. Oh fuck! I was going to say daddy. no. It's not my favorite word. <laughs> Dad, dadivated. <laughs> Mason Joel's ruined in it. in activation mode this episode. It's from from you know yeah uh, from from the murder of the two homeboys. He's in activation mode, but uh. He's like, "Yo, where's where's she?" It's like you can't like she's getting prepped. You can't talk to her. She's asleep. She's all doped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joel's like not happy about it. Uh, well, because I, well, they're gonna take out her brain. Yeah, like well, I can't go see her like just to take out a little sample. And she's like, "Well, actually, because they're mushrooms, the cordyceps that grow in their brains." And you know actually, what? He's he,
0: the one who brings up that it. Was he's the one it, that
2: brings it up. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Cordyceps grow in the brains. You can't. I guess you can't just take a quick tissue sample. It's a quick lobotomy or two. You know how? No, because
1: the way they explain it is the
2: they believe that they need to get
1: at the cordyceps inside of her that are producing this idea that she is one of them, so it makes the infected leave her alone. Yeah. Uh, and leaves her un, uh, from turning. Um, but that that does come. Yeah, Just the realization that that's in the
2: brain. Yeah. there's like a receptor that's like off for Ellie. That's on for everyone else, and they need that receptor. But you gotta go deep in the brain. You gotta get way deep in there. You gotta crack that cranium. And
1: importantly, um, they went like this is true in the game, this is true here. They go to this step without any steps in between pretty yep. quickly. I'm like, I mean, I, I feel like we could have started with the blood
2: sample. Well, here's, and again, like, this is this is decade a decades old conversation that, like, is now being brought up again of, like, they don't tell us this, so there's no reason to believe it. But, like, there's no reason to think that the Fireflies haven't been doing research for 20 years. Sure. Or someone's been doing research for 20 years, and the only thing missing was Ellie. Like, we don't know that. Right. But if they have this much knowledge and they're like, hey, we need to go into the brain, they must have done something like this before. Like, maybe, maybe Ellie isn't the only person in the entire world. Like, maybe there's been one other. Like, we don't know. Right. Like, so for me, they give you enough information. Also, it's not the point. Maybe. It's like not even a point if it's supposed to work or not. It's about what Joel does, right? It's right. just the fact that Ellie has no agency, and Joel, Joel, and the doctors don't give Ellie any agency. Yeah, Nobody I was gives gonna her. Say,
1: is it specifically like Joel and Marlene. Yeah. Let's just say Joel and Marlene because they're the our two pinnacle characters, yeah. right? Uh, neither of them give Ellie the choice. Yeah. Marlene thinks she knows yeah. what that choice would be, and Joel is afraid that he knows what that choice would be, and they both think it's the same thing, but they don't actually know.
2: Yeah, and there's. They're probably right. That's not the, really the point. I though. do think Ellie would do it, but again, nobody asks her first. Right. They they put her straight into anesthesia.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Marlene, self, assure like yeah, assuring herself, ju- in the justification that because she didn't instill a fear of death, that it was merciful.
1: I think. I think also that part of this is even though Marlene didn't become like a pseudo mom to Ellie, this is Marlene wanting to keep herself removed from Ellie. Um,
2: That she doesn't give her a choice because she can't
1: bring her that choice. You can
2: tell she has, it's not like Marlene's happy about this. You can tell she's also conflicted about it, but she's got to make a tough choice. I would assume that Marlene
1: doesn't see Ellie. She yeah. knows she's brought in. She knows this is happening, but she probably doesn't see her because she probably couldn't do it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think that's I think that's very easily true. That part of this is is forced out of Marlene, lying to herself
2: about it's better this way because she's not afraid. And I wouldn't be shocked if Marlene also didn't get all the information until she arrived at the hospital before they did. Oh, you mean like when she sent her out on this journey, she didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised because like anything. like because like she gets she obviously gets to the hospital before she does so i'm like i wonder if like while they're talking and like getting prep or whatever like so when she gets here like i just need you to know marlene like we have to go in the brain well because like importantly like i think if she did know that this is like dumb speculation of course
1: but like if she did know that when she sends joel on the mission there would probably be some comment of if she really knew what it would be right even if ellie dies get her body there yeah because if the assumption is that the cordyceps would still be in the brain, that's something they could
2: look at up to a point. Yeah. So, like, even if Ellie doesn't make it
1: on the journey, get her body there. Yeah.
2: I, I do think that is, again, that's, like, just fun speculation. But, like, I don't yeah, think Marlene knew until she got there. And she's like, well, to save the world, we got to do what we got to do. And that's, like, as much as she can care for Ellie, like, you know. That's the difference part between her and Joel. Like, well, Joel, and like, does, and Joel she, doesn't care about the world. And she
1: even says it when she's talking with Joel. Like, on some level, she assumed they didn't make it. That they just died on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I think that part of her is trying to live in that space still. Yeah. As though she can mm-hmm. lie to herself and say, Ellie wouldn't have made it or didn't make it anyway. So this really isn't that different. Yeah. I'm she already probably, yeah. Myself she probably, that she died.
0: Probably got past her mourning phase pretty early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think like that's part of the key is that I can't see her. Therefore, I can't
2: present her a yeah. choice. And again, like the stage here whether whether like the cure is will work or not like the stakes here are incredibly high like this could potentially save the world like that is like no matter how much joel no matter how much you love this girl like the fate of the world potentially is at stake here and that's that is the biggest odds in an apocalypse scenario and it's like it's again it's what makes joel's decision just like jesus man jesus joel (laughs) like jesus joel but again love like love is 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 truly powerful
0: uh it i i do want to touch back cuz you mentioned earlier about um the 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 importance of choice and how they're both both scared and assuming the answers uh, scared of and assuming of the answers that Ellie would give if asked of this and back in episode 6 um Joel made it clear that it was important that Ellie have a choice
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when, when debating between leaving her with Tommy or taking her himself.
1: Right. Well, so like, and, but that's also a lie in that moment. That's a small lie to cover himself. Right. Because Mm -hmm. when he's there, he's been waiting by that horse. He's made the choice. Yeah. He knows what she'll say he just he hides behind saying you deserve a choice i think we brought this up then uh yeah. that that how that would reflect when we got to this point um hinting at because we knew where it was going uh that he's not being 100% honest there because it's not really about her choice it's about the fact that he made a choice he mm-hmm. made a choice at that point of who he was going to be to her yeah um that's why he didn't leave yeah uh it wasn't about her having a choice about it, yeah. And
2: uh,
0: there was, so there's
2: uh the, Go ahead, bye.
0: Uh, There is a one more imp- important quote from episode six, and it, it is Maria telling to Ellie: "The only people who can betray us are the ones we trust."
2: <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. This show has been so good at setup foreshadowing. <laughs> I am elated.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, <laughs> it's at the end of the day. It's, it's again, it's Marlene and and Joel, like these two. Marlene less so, but like still uh, like parental figures um, who aren't giving her the choice. Uh, at the end of the day, which is again, it's just like, what are we, what are we doing here, yo? Yeah. Um, again, I still think Ellie would do it. Like, like I, I, I fairly believe like Marlene is on the right side here. But you know, have a conversation. Like, you know. <coughs> man it would have been like i'm not saying this is what i want again 10 years ago like this isn't what i wanted from the game or anything but like i could imagine that there is a conversation and joel lets her go do it and then still decides i won't let you do this but 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 it would change the it would change everything it would change everything and so like i'm glad again like this decision of just like ellie not really knowing Mm -hmm. what's going on she just she just like i don't know maybe they knocked her out like i don't know how she gets knocked out like i'm assuming they needled her or something like with an anesthesia. So th- they well, gave she her was, anesthesia. In theory, still unconscious from the flashbang, and then they just kept her under. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot she. I didn't realize she got knocked out for the flashbang. No,
1: sorry.
0: Okay. No, she didn't get knocked out from the flashbang. They captured her. Yeah. She was actually conscious and talking to the fireflies. They just omitted the fact that she might die in this operation or will.
2: Oh. Die. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. They didn't tell her like we're going through the brain. Like, yeah, we're just gonna take a, a liver sample. Oh, gotcha. That's kind of messed up. It's kind of messed up.
0: Yep. No, they they consciously lied to her as well. They betrayed the uh, trust.
2: Yeah, and again, like that's not cool at all. Like nobody, nobody's right here. At the end of the day, nobody, nobody's right at the end of the world. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, so uh, Marlene realizes Joel is a threat. He's not just gonna he's not just gonna belly down just hang out. Um, so she's like yo send him on his way if he does anything shoot him in the face this is over Joel sorry get over it sorry we're gonna save the world uh and then and then Joel's like I ain't doing that he does first of all he does a real slow walk for about five minutes and these guys are just like go faster old man and then he then he gets them then he clocks some dudes and then he does the gut shot the face shot the whole thing from the game now we're just in the game now just the game's happening all over. Just we're in game mode. Activate. We're mostly in the game through a it's, lot of this. It's, no, you're. That is true. That um, is very true. But yeah, he's on autopilot. True. Yeah. Oh, dude, he it's totally. Almost like
1: a player took him over.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, dude! Like his. Once he becomes activated, he has <laughs> murder eyes. Oh my god, he has the most murder eyes he's ever had in a show. I think I've ever seen in my life. Or I don't even product. think it's.
1: I don't. I think Pie's pretty accurate. I wouldn't even call it like murder. Murder eyes. It's. It's just like it doesn't matter. I don't think, like, it becomes
2: about... No, it's not him being, like, a serial killer, but, like, he's so... He is desensitized to what he's doing. He's disassociated. He's disassociated because it's, like, it's, like, an objective to They're just obstacles. They're just obstacles. They're They're not not people anymore. Again, like, yeah, they're just things in his way. He doesn't even, like, just like the game, he doesn't look at the doctor when he shoots Yeah. And... What what I mean, murderized is like there's a couple shots like when he's walking down the hallway, he is just like so focused, and his eyes are like squinty and like just really yeah, scary. Yeah. yeah, like he is again, like he's activated, like he is he is in like there is my goal, and I don't care who shows up, I'm dealing with them, including unfortunately Marlene. Uh, and again, they do the exact same parallel of of the game where they don't show what happens first. Well, and I think it's is, I you know, think it's part of what's
0: good about. I feel I like it's this part is. of
1: what's good about. Sorry, go ahead. Bye.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. You, you, you go ahead. Uh, it was just the one statement of that. It this felt much darker than in the game. Sadder, uh, sadder.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think because you're really, really, you're just watching it, but also because it's um, part of the sound design of that is feeding into what what Ryan's saying, which is this: like the world is fuzzing out around Joel. All that matters is getting to Ellie. It doesn't matter what else is happening and i do think like this is an amount we've talked about before like i'm not saying joel doesn't feel bad about killing these people I'm sure joel does even in the moment it's not as his... but but it's not important he <laughs> yeah. made he makes a decision and once he's made the decision it they again like they are not people now um none of it and he has to just like he completely falls out of the world as it was he's got ellie blinders on yeah yeah And uh, the sound design and and the way the camera is is feeding into that, that like we're seeing the violence happening, but like this world is now broken around him. The music is is somber and sad. The sounds are
2: muffled and distant. Hi, you actually called it because they didn't exactly do this, but you were like, what if it was like a like like a silent montage almost? And that's kind of what it was. It was the music was really faded. It was like a distorted. And it was almost like a montage of just like this dude just gonna kill people for five minutes. Um and it it's and not it, like an action scene. No, it feels oh. bad. And and pie, you're right. I do think I do think it's a it, it feels more effective because again, you play that game. And you kill two hundred people before you get to this moment. It is obviously, obviously, still bad that you're killing these 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 innocent people who are trying to kill you. But again, because we don't have that in the show, this is just Joel murdering a bunch of people that we haven't seen him do before. It's also just the crafting of it, like between
1: the mediums, it's what's allowed. Yeah, you know, you (coughs) people have talked about it around this, and I and I think it's a fair, you know, like um, there's no way in the game to. Uh, Get Ellie without killing the doctor You have to kill the doctor Um, You're not allowed to not kill the doctor
2: Yeah
1: Excuse me and everything in the lead up to that, because of game mechanics, is about how do I survive this? That's still a part of what you're thinking, even as you are playing the narrative of Joel being motivated to do this and saying he can't let go of Ellie, and whether you are in the moment agreeing with the character enough or not, like, you know, as a separated person, not on a moral compass level, but on
2: a, uh, I want Ellie to continue being in this game, oh, real quick level, just to bounce off that. Like, also during that section, like, these are like the most armored, like, this is like the hardest part of the game where these are all armored, like, fireflies. So I like, oh, yeah, because it's, it's, it's the end. Of the game so it feels the most like a video game right like even though you are like in the act of doing something bad like you are in a hardcore video game section where you're killing th- dozens of people you have to think about every supply you have yes. you have to think about how you're going to
1: use it you have to think about the cover you have to do all of this you're
2: still in the game of it that's, that's everything not you've part learned of it and up
1: it's until not this part point it, what pie uh,
0: everything you've learned up until this point from the game you know right. like all the tools you've collected yeah this is it right. use them all
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you're, this is not filmed in that way. This is not, there's a moment where Joel's taking cover, but it's not focused on long. Um, it's, it's, it's just about the objective and it's just focused on that. It's not, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stop and go and slow down in the game mm-hmm. that you have to deal with because again, it's a game. And that's how these things work. And and we're not given that with Joel here. It's not he's constantly just
2: in motion he, through this. He's not he's not crouching down <coughs> to look into his backpack to use alcohol and scissors to make like a Molotov, you know. Like it's just like in an
1: external expe- perspective of this, he is essentially the terminator just yeah. mowing through these people.
2: Absolutely. Oh god. <coughs>
0: Could you have imagined if he just picked up some random shears in a pipe and just taped them together and just (laughs) swung it at people. That
2: that would
0: have been much.
1: And I'll say this, I'll say this about that. What I like about it in, uh, you know, again, like comparing the game mechanics to, to what we get here. The reason I like it as a character thing more is because like, there's so much more thought into the violence that he's enacting in the game because of those things. Oh, I really should use, I I'm having trouble here. I need to use, my shears I need to use, my, my bomb, my whatever. Um, <clears throat> here, he's allowed to disassociate more easily as a character. You're allowed to feel that sense because the violence is as simple as pulling a trigger. Yeah. Um, which there's nothing simpler in terms of committing violence than that. Yeah uh it's it's essentially the same thing you do when you play a video game you pull a trigger um uh, yeah. and that's not the same as like wrestling through a pack or like having to cobble together something he's just simply reloading guns and firing yeah, yeah um and i think that helps allow the character to feel fully broken away from the world in what he's doing and that this is purely about where he's headed and nothing else and nothing will interrupt this thought process yeah. because nothing can
2: yeah uh so yeah, he's rampaging, killing lots of dudes, more dudes and... than any man needs to kill. <laughs> uh he finally gets to the hallway uh and with the with with the with the uh, operation room and you know, opens that door, Ellie's on on the table, you got the nurses, you got the doctor. Oh, can you real quick can you look up the actor's name of the doctor to see if it is anybody famous? Sure. Uh oh, because arts. I I'm I like, like that oh enough, it's not immediately somebody famous, but um But the important of, one. Can, can I can I say Please.
0: So, like, I, 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 before the episode, like, thought to myself, oh, that would be a place to actually put this one actress. (laughs) Because she's, like, a voice in every video game, every anime, and every animated production ever. Yep. I was like, oh, like, she was in that scene. That would be funny if... And then I saw it. The eyes. (laughs) I've been watching way too much Critical Role. Could not... (laughs) 100%. Could not not recognize those eyes. Laura Bailey playing nurse number one, who also played nurse number one in the video game.
2: Yeah, who also <laughs> voices a care a main character from Last of Us Two. Uh, doubt she'll be playing that character because uh, she's uh, uh, mm. twice that character's age. But that doesn't that doesn't really matter. Uh, but it is I think fun. she just doesn't have
0: the muscles. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah yeah. oh she can work out for a year um uh it is fun to hear the director travis can play (laughs) her yeah (laughs) her husband travis billingham the guy who plays Thor in most MCU uh, or uh, Marvel things yeah yeah yeah. um yeah seeing her is really fun I definitely recognize her too Pi I am with you I've watched hundreds of hours of Critical Role so like I recognize (laughs) and notice her immediately um so like it's fun that like again because Last of Us 2 stuff happens like you know we could we could potentially see her again they didn't show her face which is you know, so they can no. be that character or a new character, you know. Her I up. just realized
0: he's, she's the only voice actress who survived the HBO series.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> Look at that. Uh no, he's I thought uh, they were gonna he, kill them all. A Not bunch a big guy. of no, no, he's okay. a bunch of extras.
2: Was he in <clears throat> Chernobyl? Um because if he's in Chernobyl, then he's a Craig Mazin man. Um yeah, um, again, if you've played the game, like this is like. The most iconic thing. That's what this game is almost like known for. It's like when they were like making, like writing the game. They're like, this is like one of the things that like that we were like thinking about is like this like huge choice that Joel has to make of killing this doc. He didn't kill the. Ner- I'm glad they didn't no. turn Joel into a super monster. No, he was not into normal. Okay, thank you. He's he's just an extra, just an extra cool. Okay. Um, they could recast if they really want. Or just to. a background actor, I should say. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, oh man, I was going somewhere and I lost it. Sorry. No, it's okay
0: uh yeah uh, the not killing the nurses He's yes thank you because uh, in the
2: game in the game you can choose to kill the nurses or not um and I'm glad that they didn't go full total monster with Joel um this they t- he he asked them to turn around which was really nice uh but he did kill that doctor uh which you know make makes sense um uh he, he gets Ellie he picks her up runs out of the hospital um uh almost makes it out runs into Marlene the last the the final girl uh and <laughs> god bless marlene y'all she doesn't immediately shoot joel which she should have she did just shoot that man in the face for real for real she just murdered he just murdered her <clears> entire <throat> crew and like maybe one of the last doctors on the planet right um she's like joel it's not too late it is still not too late she puts her gun down we can fix this think about what you've done and, and it is very much like a, away. why doesn't marlene shoot him because she's too she's a firefly she's too good of a person so, no matter how I, hard i was thinking- she is. She still has. Like she still will do the right thing. Even huh. the right thing is still saving the world, in my opinion. So you know.
0: It, see, I was thinking, and you, you could be right too. Like I was, I was thinking she didn't want to risk harming Ellie.
2: Yeah, but Cause, shooting cause Ellie cause in, the, like, in the shoulder or the arm won't kill her. Like, in, like you know what I mean? Like. Like a head
0: shot would have been really hard because, like,
1: if she shoots Joel in the head and he goes down, Ellie
2: might get a bump. Yeah, she'll be fine. But she's not gonna. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. That, again, that is a I, that is an important choice because it could have been a thing where like there's like a mi- minor shootout or something like. But Marlene doesn't do that, and I think that is really that is like that is really important because it shows what type of person Marlene is, or what type of person Joel is. And unfortunately, in that situation, the type of person Joel is wins because he shoots her.
1: Well, it does also show what type really of person point, it does yeah. also show what type of person Marlene is because Marlene, uh, when she gets shot in the gut, says, "Just let me go," and. Joel's right. If he lets Marlene go, Marlene will come after them. Yeah. She's not going to stop. Yeah. Um, and that was her Marlene, mistake. <laughs> Marlene knows that too. Uh, like Marlene will come after them. Yeah. And it's just... I, mean, I think I think yeah. part of not shooting Joel, to be honest, for Marlene, is at this point, Ellie will wake up at some point yeah. before they get her under again. Yeah. And killing Joel Would will not a- get her on the side of doing this. It's true. Oh. Ooh. I think, convi- like, to Marlene, the-, the only way is to convince Joel that this yeah. is the right thing to do. That's a good now. point. Yeah. Um, because you're right. Uh, he's probably not the only surgeon that could do it, but he probably was the only one on site yeah. In in the tri-state <laughs> area? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so she knows, like, Ellie will wake up before we get another crack at this. Yeah. And if I shoot Joel, she's not going to do this. Yeah. He could have lied to her, but like I think Ellie would have would have known. Right. It's going to be a much harder path. Yeah. If she shoots Joel, and I think that might be Marlene's main motivation to not do it.
2: Yeah. 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 Um. And again, like straight from the game, like, Mar- like uh, Marlene's on the ground saying, you know, just let me go. And we're getting the back and forth stuff uh, uh, while they're
1: driving. <laughs> well, no, that's what happening. I was gonna
2: say because yeah, like yeah. it cuts before yeah. Joel shoots her, and we don't know if he gave Ellie away or not. Which and it's, happened in the game. It right? happens. This is one for one from the game. Um, and Joel's and driving. We, you know, he's got a pensive look. Um, and he looks. And he looks at his rear view. Yeah. He's got Ellie with her. You hear her first, and then you see her. Yeah. yeah, and you know what that means. That means, and then we cut back to it. You'll only come after her. Shabam! Right in the face. Like God damn it, Joel. And again, I've played this game multiple times. I know this is happening, but it's still like. Oh Pedro, you're so you're oh boy, you're so good at this. You're such like a good the, the, the
0: disconnect like completely like so Troy's performance in that scene was was anger it's like, yes or just like a cold resolve of you just come after her but then Pedro Pedro's performance of of just like you just come after her. But like but like I I, I I that felt no, like totally it's more disconnected so, Exactly, it's just so well, matter well, of fact.
1: She- while Troy Baker's has that that tinge of emotion inside of it, Pedro's is absent all emotion. Yeah. It is empty. It is purely fact. It is purely the reality of the situation. This is why he is, you must die. Yeah.
0: He is numb.
2: <laughs> right. Comfortably numb, even. Um, yeah, man. Uh br- brutal, brutal stuff. And then yeah, uh, Ellie wakes up, uh, and Joel's like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Um uh, do they? I don't remember. Do they have a conversation in the car, or or is it they, then they start walking before they? Do? She <coughs> asks some questions,
1: and he mm-hmm. says stuff about there were other kids. That's right. There was do- dozens uh, other of infected that they tested on. They they got what they needed from you. They've actually given up.
2: There's no reason to think about this anymore. It's not on you. Yeah, they've given up on finding a cure. And then can't she figure it out. She in the car turns away. <clears throat> yeah, clearly not happy about what she just heard. Right. Um, and then yeah, their car breaks down or something, and they're like, "All right, we got." to... They just run
1: out of gas. Or they run
2: out of gas. Yeah, like, all right, we got to do a five mile hike. We can do that, right? Ha-ha, <laughs> remember that callback. And and she's like, "Yeah, that is cute." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Then, and this is what I want to talk. What I want to talk about earlier, uh, the way that Joel starts talking to her is diff- is very different. Yes. And it feels almost almost creepy. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you f- you read that too. No, I read it too. The way he starts talking to her about Sarah. And like, oh man, you guys would have been such great friends. You know, you're just like her, but oh, you know, like she had a better smile. Not that you don't have a great smile. Like it was, it it was weird. And it was obviously intentional. And I'm like, oh my God, Joel, you don't know how, like, you were like digging yourself into this girl so hard. It's like almost like.
1: (laughs) I think, I think again, this is also like connected to the Joel dissociated out of his, out of himself to get Ellie back. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he regrounded himself. Yeah. After that.
2: He something like not to say that he never
1: will, but (laughs) in this moment, fresh after it, he's not. He's still living in an illusion now. Yes, Um, an illusion of his own lie. Yeah, Um, and he wants to grasp at that so hard, and grasp at what he wants out of it so hard that he's going very heavy with his references to Sarah and his comparisons of her and Ellie, and like what what very blatantly like not only this is not the same as the beginning of the episode where he's kind of trying to like bring Ellie out yeah, because he wants to see the girl that he is happy to be around this is him uh desperately screaming out i need you to be this yeah i need you to be this now because this needs to be the thing that i did all that for i
2: need my life to be how it used to be yeah uh and it, and it- i did all that yeah. Be the thing I need you to be because of that. It's guy pie. It's it's just it's man. It's so it's such an interesting change that I really it, like. Uh, it's
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like it, it's kind it, like sim, similar exchanges do occur in the game, but like in this one, the way the way Pe, uh, Pedro is performing it and how it feels, it's like at first it can it can be endearing. It's like oh yeah yeah you two would have been cool. You know like, you're funny and you know she you know had a good sense of humor as well. But the way he's saying it, it feels like it. it it's like a, you're on a date, and a, the guy won't shut up about his ex.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. That is that is a hundred percent it. Yeah. And like he's trying to impress you <clears throat> with uh, with another woman's I I, I uh, uh like stuff. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh. Oh no, man. Yeah. It, it's <clears throat> it was so weird. It's like Joel. I, yeah. Like you're so right. But like he is like so like in denial like he's he does not want to think about the things he had to do to get to this point so he's just like all right thinking about the future thinking about my daughter this is my daughter now you're my daughter don't you you are my daughter right like it's like he's trying so hard and he didn't i think he didn't need to try this hard before and i
1: think like predominantly like he's now speaking value to the relationship with ellie that is not Actually, about his relationship with Ellie because he's had a great relationship with Ellie, but Ellie is a different girl from Sarah. Yeah. And yeah. he's suddenly trying to make them the same. Yeah. And they're not, and they never have been. And even when she says that, like, I'm not her. And he's like, Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he did know then. And the things he values in his relationship, he has, in some ways, in certain ways, a closer relationship with Ellie because Ellie is a lot more like him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, than Sarah was but that means that they were different and he is now speaking to things that Ellie's not going to
2: recognize herself in because these things aren't her. Yeah, um it's it's almost like she, she's not being seen. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> he's repl- he's like he's he, he's getting a new Sarah. Like he's replace he's replacing Sarah with a new Sarah instead of like an Ellie. Like he's like and it's not that he's mold, like super early. He's not like molding Ellie to be Sarah, but he's like now I'm back to where I used to be 20 years ago with my daughter. I wanted to I I wanted to be like how that we used well, to be. Well, and I think I think
1: the other thing like you could take away from it to some extent of what Ellie's seeing in this in the way that he's presenting all this language to her right now is uh, that. She, we know because of how this goes, at the end that she doesn't believe Joel's story. Um, She chooses to accept it yeah, because of a a myriad of reasons that she could have chosen. Like, we don't get a definitive answer on that. It could have been that the alternative was too horrifying. It could have been that she chooses him and she chooses to love him and therefore, in choosing that, chooses to believe this. Even though she, it's a choice, not an actual belief. There's a lot of reasons that she could do it. But uh, what Joel is presenting, what I think is painful on some level, and what I think feeds into this idea of what did you do, uh, what really happened, is that Joel's saying, I saved Sarah. I didn't say, go in there and save Ellie. I saved Sarah. Uh, Because that's who he's projecting her into right now. Yeah. When he went through all this, what he just did, what he went in there to save intentionally or not, was his surrogate daughter of Sarah. Yeah. That idea of Sarah that he's put into Ellie. That's who he went in there to get. Yeah. And that's maybe not how he'll be forever, but it is how he is in this moment.
2: Like, yeah, like writing yeah. the wrong of 20 years ago. Uh, uh, man, it's really, it's really, it's really complex, man. It has some complex emotions going on. Uh, in a way, again, for, different from the game, <laughs> so it's not just one-to-one, where it is a little yeah. more like, Mm-hmm. Joel, are you all right, man? <laughs> like, I know you just murdered a bunch of people, but like, are you also okay? <laughs>
0: yeah. With everything. I want. I want to touch on like if, what Ellie is is would be experiencing in this moment too. You know, like like she is recognizing that he is projecting, uh, more than usual, and in stark contrast to what occurred in episode six, where we got actually moments between them where they were kind of in sync and that might have been like the best the relationship was ever going to get because now it's they 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 started with Joel kind of like being you know the one she was looking up to and now they've wound up on the complete opposite end where Joel is leaning into her mm-hmm. and she's recognizing mm-hmm. it and she wants, she desperately wants to communicate something to him, and they finally lets it out. Of you know, it's like swear to me, but, but starting with like, hey, let me tell you about my life real quick, leading up until this point. I want to tell you how I feel, and then he interrupts her, right? And that's frustrating. You know, like yeah. you you could see it in Bella's performance that uh, she's just like,
2: no, yes. swear yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause, well, cause then she's also in that moment. I don't want to hear this. This isn't the thing I'm looking for. Whatever you're trying to do is not what I want right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's not hearing it either. And, and her, her internal voice is screaming at her. Just ask him, yeah. ask him the thing, yeah. ask him the thing that you're afraid of. You yeah. got to ask him, ask him now. And again, it's, it's the
2: thing of Joel did all this. Yes. He, <clears throat> he did it for Ellie but really he did it for himself right yeah and the love that he feels being around ellie is almost more important than what ellie herself is actually feeling uh and that's this that is just really unfortunate and that that is the thing about relationships like when you're in like a one-sided relationship with someone you don't realize it um you know whether it's friendship or romantic or like like family any of it like joel's projecting so hard and he doesn't realize like he's basically like like Ellie's not even there. Like he's just like, look, I got a daughter again. Isn't this great? You might as well be a curly haired, curly haired, uh, Danny Newton daughter, as, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Uh, and, and what Ellie she and Ellie really wants, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> what Ellie really wants right now is assurance.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, cause like in in that car, assure like, me. <laughs> in that car, like it's not like again, like like you said, like they didn't grow up together, but like Ellie and Joel are 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 similar type people, and she knows when he's lying to her. She knows it. And that's the, that, that that is the other thing
1: is that no two Mm -hmm. ways about it at this point in her life. Joel is the most important person to her. She, he is the person she cares about the most Mm -hmm. and she knows he's lying and she knows he's lying to her. Yeah. And that she has to accept how she's going to move forward with that being a truth
2: that she can't get this person who she loves the most to be honest with her. And, and, Again, like I, I just love I love this ending so much. And like it like it is it is on the outskirts of Jackson. They are about to start their new life together. <clears throat> but it's a it's about to start on a lie. And she just she needs to know. Like i it, it's such it is so good to be on like, you know, you see you see that town and like this is where this final conversation happens and it's so beautiful. Uh and like Joel just being like, I'm not lying to you. And Ellie's That's just weird. like, All right, I, I guess I guess I have to accept this because what what am I gonna go run into the woods? What am I supposed to do? Um it's like it's so good. And then like for years, people are like, you know, do we need a last of us sequel? Uh, and while I don't think that game is perfect, I think I think it really capitalizes on that ending really, really well. Uh and like the choice that Joel makes and the ramifications of that for years to come affects so many people well, in, the, in the same Well, right.
1: I, I will go, I will go back to just kind of what you just said there because I was definitely one of those people where um and I, I would say the same, even coming out of the show's finale is that. I don't think The Last of Us needs a sequel. Yeah. I don't think it needs it. Yeah. I think it's fine for it to have it. I think it's great if it's if it's following up on good character stuff and all that kind of, you know, like I I haven't gone through it myself all the way, but um I I don't think the ending of the game or the ending of this season demand it. Yeah. I think you have your your whole story. I think the ending is the ending. Yeah. Uh here. And um what comes after is, is is following it and but it's it's fresh and different and, and its own thing. Your whole story is here. Your ending point for this story is here. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that the show ended it in the same way that the game did. Yeah. Um, as Craig Mason rightly pointed out on the official podcast, if you change the ending of The Last of Us, you're a fucking idiot. You change the um, game. You change <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh it, it's it's true. Like one of the reasons the game was impactful to me for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was because of how it ended its story, where it decided to say, and that's it. Uh and I'm happy there's more, especially for the television show. I'm happy to return to these incredible performers and and everything like that. But uh, God damn it, do I love that ending. Yeah, I love that ending. And and if they hadn't decided to do anything more with the show, if the games kept going and the show stopped here,
2: I'd still be happy with this. I'd still be like, this is such a good story top to bottom, even stopping right here. It's incredibly funny you saying that because again, we are people who played the game a decade ago and then we had to wait seven years for a sequel. And then this is a season one whose season two was announced before the end of season one. Mm -hmm. So people online, not saying this in a negative way, people online think this is a cliffhanger. Whereas for us, it was just the end of a game for almost a decade. Yeah. Whereas this actually now technically it's a cliffhanger because now all this needs to get resolved. And I just think that is a, it's again, it's not a negative or positive. It is just a fundamentally different thing. Mm -hmm. Now that part two exists and we're going to get it considerably faster than the sequel game sure out. sure and i just think that is a really interesting way to think and to be in because people view this of like oh shit i have to wait a year to find out how this gets resolved whereas we didn't even consider that was a thing that was going to happen right. right i just think so that's there's confirmation
0: to there's confirmation that season or uh, like the second game is going to be split into two
2: seasons yeah they're they're writing it right now like it is yeah. it will be happening sooner than seven years for sure
1: uh i want them to wait two years to release the first
2: I, part i know. I
1: have to say like with a total acknowledgement that maybe i'm giving myself too much credit as a media literate person at this point in my life but i really truly feel like even if i hadn't played the game and i just saw this season i'd be satisfied with this ending oh yeah i i i, I think that the ending i don't think the ending reads as a cliffhanger i don't think it did in the game i don't think it does in the show yeah i admit that i obviously have knowledge that it, the story goes on um, but I, but I don't fe- think that's how I'd look at it. I think I'd look at it as like what it, what it is, which is like it's, it's not a question mark. It is a period. Yes. Um. It, it is a period. It's, it's maybe on an uncomfortable sentence. It leaves questions in your mind. But yes. I do think it
2: ends on a period. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's just the fact that a season two was announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that period for a lot of people is a question mark because they're like, oh, I want to see how. Joel's Joel's actions get wrecked, get get solved. In me, to me, like, to me,
1: the the best way I could possibly interpret it, I wouldn't go to question mark, but I could I I would go to ellipses. dot 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 yeah yeah, mark? yeah 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 no, no question mark just <laughs> dot, 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 uh, dot. Uh, you know okay dot 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 yeah, yeah. and it's like ah yeah. uh,
2: so Ellie <laughs> LA will return <laughs>
1: but to me but to me truly like the ending has always felt like it is it is an end it is a period on yeah the statement of the last of us the, this first part of the story what this was
2: this is it yeah uh, uh we have we talked about it a little bit but not too much but like the music again having the, the game the guy who did the music for the game like how could you not having like the ending literally be like again one for one like when you're adapting something like if something's perfect you don't need to change it and that's what a bit like a lot of this show is of like what is so incredible about the last of us adaptation just goes to show that that original source material is as good as everyone said it was, it mm-hmm. is one of the greatest pieces of, of video game art of all time. Like it is a story worth exploring more of. Um, and it's just really cool of like that, like HBO, which is like the gold standard of like of premier television, one-to-one the video game. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's like, man, that that's really exciting. And that's really cool for the future of video game adaptations, but still like left
1: room for choices yeah. and left room yeah. for distinctions. And, and I think certain things about the show are better Partially because of time and consideration of how we are representing certain characters, uh-huh. and partially because of the medium yeah. um, that it's allowed to tell the story in a way that I think is an improvement over what the game did or was capable of doing. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, does it look good! Uh, I I'm very pleased that yeah. it comes to the full fruition of what it what it was as a game oh i was gonna say i'm really glad you brought up the composer because uh we we said like you know it's very one-to-one in this finale except um again we were talking about the sequence where joel's killing all the fireflies and everything that you know they bring in the composer's music in a very very strong and sad way this is not a moment that's in the game this is not how this music is is laid into this part of the the game it's used in a different Um, part it's in a different part right uh, but I think it was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really, really works for the story that we get on television. I agree.
0: So what what parts did they use it in, Sparks?
1: What parts did they use it in?
0: Yeah, do you remember?
1: No, God no.
0: It's, I just know it's... it's from a
1: different part of the game because I remember Craig Mason talking about taking it from a different mm-hmm. point.
0: It's it is in this it it is in the hospital, but they use it when he's carrying Ellie out.
2: Oh. That's right. Oh yeah, they said that. Oh, like when you're getting shot at from behind, then you're not. You're just running. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I I, th- I thought that was like really creative because in the game you're like you're playing. There's not even there's no music or anything. It is just work as usual, you know. Yeah. And then you get to that emotional climax of him you know, reliving that situation of carrying his now new surrogate daughter yeah. out.
1: Well, because the music can't again, like we're backtracking a little bit, but like the music can't function in that scene, the way that it does in, in the TV show, because there's too mm-hmm. much stop and go, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that would, that, that music would go on for forever. And it wouldn't, it would stop feeling, it, it wouldn't feel appropriate to the action mm-hmm. that you're having to take in the game. But in the show, I think it expands on the emotion of what they're doing with Joel. Perfectly. Exactly. Yep. exactly. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, like I was going to say in contrast and not yeah, as a negative. A lot of a lot of this show is actually in contrast to the game. And if not through visual representation, you'll notice that a lot of the characters end up swapping places in certain shots. So they're not necessarily one for ones They're kind of like echoes or mirrors. Mm hmm. But but uh, now using the sad music in this game can kind of imply, you know, to the audience that this is sad because it is a moment of Joel losing his humanity in this Mm -hmm, moment. mm -hmm. Absolutely. He is a while he is maintaining like the 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 will of a parent to protect their child at all costs in the games like we're. Well, you play the music. It's sad, but you're you kind of feel a little like hopeful, and eh, eh, or not hopeful, but like what's the word? Endeared. You are endeared to Joel carrying Ellie out of the hospital, but in this one, you are crying for Joel.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely again like you, <clears throat> losing the perspective of you being Joel, like really yeah. does a lot to to to, to this uh, adaptation.
0: Yeah, eh. uh, oh my God, that reminds me of another thing that I thought of, where so the game, the game is remarkable, because like while, while in most games, it, it does like present itself more of a choice of the player, the player can project himself onto the character, while for certain gameplay moments, that can be true for the game, but the game does something very good at making you Joel. Like, you you feel what he's feeling. You are experiencing every moment that he feels, and that's not something that the show can necessarily do, nor need it to do. Joel is now just a guy who we're observing. We can't be him through gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you you, Both of you have talked about this in length in previous episodes of this. I'm just, nah, just impressed. That how it could be so different yet so similar.
2: Yeah, it's it's just really impressive. Um again, one having Neil Juckman, the creator writer of the game, helped, but also having Craig Mazin, who was just like an incredible talent, like an incredible creator, incredible director, writer himself. Um like a beautiful, movie. a beautiful collaboration. Yeah. Um like it's again, like there, I don't know if like like I'm, I know cyberpunk, like the anime, like there's a lot of like correlation, but like it wasn't this where like the creator of that game also wrote and directed, produced, was on set, is doing the official podcast for it. Like it is like it is a true video game upgrade uh, that is really really cool. And I think that's that's an important part of it is having
1: Druckmann there, but I think the other part is it's it's not just having Craig Mason, it's the fact that Craig Mason is is both a passionate fan of the game. Yeah. Um, And cares very much about executing the story and especially about expressing through the medium of television, which he's very familiar with Mm -hmm. what the game made him feel. And I think that those two factors are super important. It's, it's both ends of that side. It's that he had so many things that made him react to the last of us that, that made him feel something that was so impactful to him. That is why he cared about it so much that he also has the mind to understand how can I translate that to a television show mm-hmm. because I can't do the exact same thing for all those beats. Yeah. I have to change it. How can I get that same reaction from an audience that I got as a player? Uh, and I think that that is key to why the last of us is the success that this, this show has
2: been Um that an incredible, incredible casting and incredible production. Absolutely absolutely well do we have any final thoughts on uh on this episode before we do some mind there's not because it's the end of the game and we've talked about a lot of the, the game stuff but there is one specific thing i want to talk about last of us Two with pi uh but do we have any final thoughts on uh this fantastic fan fantastical final episode looking forward to season two in 18 to 24 months probably mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really I I really love it. Um I love it and I'm it's it's really nice because I I think the Last of Us game is its own experience, which I also love. Um, but I've wanted to talk with more people than I've been able to about the story of the game mm-hmm. uh who just won't play it or won't sit through a playthrough of it. Yeah. Or or anything like that uh and it's nice that now there's this which i'm like actually this is a perfectly fantastic way for you to engage with this story so yeah please go ahead and then we can we can talk about it um because all
2: the major stuff that is from the game that you want to talk about is here really exactly besides like obviously a bunch more action yeah uh but all the emotional all the the stuff that's important to the to the game is here
0: right Mm -hmm. i did want to bring up one more point again back to what i Uh uh what I had mentioned for uh for episode five. What if they had a chance to say goodbye?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's kind of like I there needs to be a moment of catharsis like that in the third game. I really want them to recognize have
2: the characters say goodbye. Oh boy, howdy. It was literally today announced. Naughty dog has Said that they're working on another game and it's not The Last of Us Three. So boy howdy, with how long they work on games, that game ain't coming out for at least like eight years. Right. <laughs> like, so season Fine. three, yo, I guarantee big time jump in that se- in third game. Big time. Oh, jump, yeah. I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah. Like there's a five-year time jump in two. I bet you it's even more in three. Um, because at the end of that story, like, I don't know why you would need to do a story from two to three that's only a year apart. You need some time to pass for cool for stuff to happen. But did five, you watch so- my TikTok? I haven't yet. I will Sugar Daddy loot drop, so I will. Um, one thing I want to talk about from Last of okay. too. Uh, if you don't want to hear anything from the game, It's not even really a big... I'm not going to spoil it, because it's not a part you've been to yet, really. But, um, Pi, did you recognize the house from the beginning of the episode?
0: Uh, oh, yes. It looks pretty... I don't think it's the same house, but it is reminiscent.
2: It's... in The layout... Again, like just like uh, like we watched the screen movies recently, and like they go back to that original Stu Mocker house. Like, like I am like ninety five percent sure that the house we see in a, in this episode might be a big significant house in part two because th- that stairs layout, that big open, that big openness in the, the the front yard. I'm just saying, how poetic would it be? I'm just saying. Ah, oh, I mean, god. Really, I think anyone... they're good at that. They're good at that shit. they laying the foundations for for season two. Uh, <laughs> I the same.
0: It would be nice. It would be nice, but I, I am. It's going to be a pessimist in this aspect. But it does look it. It does look very close.
2: It does. To that, it does. To that that's all. That's all. There's not much. There's not much to speculate anymore. Because again, this last episode was so one to one of the game. Uh, we talked about everything we needed to. Um,
0: I do actually have some speculation.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's
1: officially say uh, if you don't want to know anything about The Last of Us Part Two. Um, or what might be coming down the line for the show, that's totally fine. Go ahead, bounce out. Um, I, I'll say it now, that I'm sure uh, around the time when we're leading up to that second season, the three of us will get back together and we'll have a discussion about that game and what we uh, are thinking will happen with the show.
2: Yeah, um, ooh, that'd be fun. And that'll be a whole discussion we'll do at a later date. Yeah, uh, give me a, in a couple of years, uh, enough time has passed to replay that game. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Thanks Go for ahead. stopping by,
1: friends. But now it's game time. All right, but Go ahead, pie. Game time.
0: Uh, uh, so, so, in in awe of the foreshadowing and setup in in the show, I think they made it. I think it was a really good idea for them to show in David's group the daughter. Of the man that Joel killed, Hannah just just to kind of imply that Joel's Joel's violence hurts people
1: has an effect. I was I was thinking about that actually myself. That 100%. like uh, including that group and this idea of like I don't assume that Hannah would be part of Abby's crew or anything related to that in the second one, but it certainly does feel like if you told me she was, it would make sense that you could I, that you could go that route. I
0: don't necessarily mean to imply that that she would be a part of the group of revenge.
1: No 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 so- I know you don't. I know you don't. I'm agreeing okay. with you that like thematically it is tying into the setup of what happens in the consequences of Joel's actions in the second game, that it is still laying the bedrock of that same idea. While it might not be Hannah literally, those exact same kind of people are out there who have been affected by Joel's actions.
2: Yes. No, you're, you are right, Pai, about like foreshadowing of like, here's here's the significance of, of Joel's actions and how it impacts people. And that is literally what the entirety of The Last of Us 2 is about. Um, but I, but I thought about that specifically with Hannah. I,
1: I thought about that when when we were watching that episode last week. I just didn't bring it up much because I, I yeah. didn't want to.
2: Now, the, uh, those, even, the, the, even that's the speculation episode. area. No, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I also felt that. I thought it was smart, very smart.
0: Yeah, a lot of things are smart. Having Henry say, "I am the bad guy," I did the bad guy thing, you yeah. know, to to Joel. It's like, congratulations, yeah, he, you are now the bad guy.
2: <laughs> I, I. Again, ha- I will replay The Last of Us Two closer upon season two coming out. But like you know, I am I am mixed on that game. Um, uh, for 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 game reasons and story reasons, very much like God of War Ragnarok, I think that's a it's a great sequel. But like it just there, it has a lot of problems that the first game just simply doesn't have. Um, really? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh.
2: We did a whole God of War Ragnarok review. You should, you should check it out, hi,
0: I yeah. I was gonna. <laughs> But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't I wish it I was it. a part of that episode because I really fucking loved the second game so I think much. it's great.
2: It's just not a ten out of ten like that first game is. Anyway, um, the there are there are core story things that that they can't change because that's what the story is. But removing so much of the random violence that you do throughout all these games will significantly make that story more impactful. I think because it is a situation of like. The Last of Us Two is about Ellie and her down her downfall into just being a really violent person. But if again, if you're playing 12 hours of her killing random people and then she's killing serious people, like there's no disconnect because you're just always killing people. So like if we take away a lot of that, like again, like random video game violence, I think the story will work better for me significantly. Um and I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I think there is some truly good shit in that second game, but it's also just mired by other decisions I don't care for. Wall to wall violence, just wall to wall violence. Which again, it's the it's the point of the story. But I think turning it into a television, you know, cinematic thing will help that story a lot. I think, and I, it, again, I'm a person who hasn't played the the second game all the way through,
1: um, partially because I've I've been afraid of the knowledge of of people's reactions to it. Um, but it anything, anything, uh, any kind of thing where you are essentially Constantly doing wall to wall, anything, uh, is tiresome. It could be, um, be overwhelming, and, and I yeah. think like violence end to end is rough.
0: Yeah, and like well, it's not the violence; it's the scrap picking up. Of, of game <laughs> You
2: people. Like <laughs> <laughs> so much of it. <laughs> yeah, video games be video games, no matter what, no matter how serious you can get. You got to pick up some alcohol and some scraps to make some Molotovs uh yeah I'm honestly I'm I, so excited like again like this is such a success um and like I'm how just, much it's can so, we
0: tell about the second game are we tiptoeing completely or do we just no
2: yeah I right? don't want to because like I know he'll he'll eventually play it and like I don't like he I mean, played the beginning part so like he knows like you know he knows about Abby and, and all that stuff so like he just didn't beat it so I don't I don't want to get to later stuff um but
0: did you make it to like Seattle or
2: he can play 12 hours of it now.
0: Uh, okay. I,
1: I can tell you where I, I, I'm I'm at the first city that Ellie and the girl get to on horseback.
0: Okay, so, so it, it's Seattle. You just Barely get to that early, first open I, world. Segment. I know
1: I know a man is dead, and mm-hmm. I know why a golf club.
0: <laughs> For uh <clears throat> uh yeah.
2: That's that's, see, gonna... that's that's why I'm like I that is such a that is such a, a like a risk to do to like you know to take out one of your leads like that and like specifically for a TV show, uh, that's gonna be people are gonna be mad. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I can't. That's wait. That, I, that's why I'm
0: really hoping that those who were paying attention to this first season have picked up on the clues that this is not a good thing. You should not be yeah. championing this. You just need to understand it.
2: I, yeah, Joel, I do.
0: when you play the game, yes, you empathize. You're heroic. You're, Unfortunately. You're brutal with him.
2: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, there have been people who have been like, oh, man. They really just, like, made him bad, didn't they? I liked it better when he was more heroic in the finale, or morally
2: gray, at least, rather oh, than oh, just, like, like out <laughs> and out the bad guy. Oh, yeah, the way he was, like, you know, just, like, beating people with pipes to death and stabbing them, you know, like, totally, like, he's, he's yeah. Yeah, I mean, a it's calm, a calm, rational no, I mean. person. <laughs> yeah, media oh, literacy all-time low these days, y'all. Um, yeah, uh, any, do we have any final thoughts before we we, we <laughs> exit our news watch? What's up? What's up, Pi-Pi?
0: uh uh just i just want to remark that if if there're themes to pick up on from the first game first iteration first story of the last of us that is a story about love and loss and going into the second game if we were to prepare anybody for a theme you know without spoiling anything this one's about hatred and forgiveness
2: yes yeah um um. Oh, a great quote. Uh, because again, you know, w- when a show ends, the creators go on tons of more interviews than normal and stuff. So you know, like, uh, uh I listened to an interview with with uh, Neil and Craig, and they were talking about, you know, like, hey, this is a great, you know, uh, a smashing success. Like, like eight million people watched the finale. Like, it's huge. This is a huge television show, right? And they're like, so, like, does that mean you guys are gonna do like eight seasons of The Last of Us? You know, is this gonna be like, you know, like our next big thing? And they're like, hell no, hell no, we. We signed on to do the first two games. Or, sorry, there's only two games. We signed on to do two games. That is all we're going to do. What happens after that? Like, obviously, we would love to do more if another game comes out, but we are telling a self contained story of these two games over two to three seasons. And that will be the end unless more stuff happens. We're not doing season four with factions. We're not telling original stories. We are telling the games of The Last of Us One and Two. And I think that's awesome because they said, they specifically said, Neil Druckmann said, I do not want to get Game of Thrones. I don't want to be working on season five when we don't have a story. Um, and I think that's awesome. And I love that HBO, who is probably the best at this, who is like, yo, you don't need another like Watchmen, huge success. That show does not need another season, right? If you don't have a story, don't do it. Don't force it upon somebody. Right. Um, so I think this is fantastic. Like, just do the story that you want to tell, you know, when that third game comes out in a decade, come back to it if you want to. Um, don't force it. Never force it. Love it.
0: Sparks? mental thoughts?
1: uh i echo what ryan said um fantastic show i'm i'm thrilled i'm thrilled to be motivated to want to go back and play part two the sequel to one of my favorite games of all time um we'll see how i feel we'll have a discussion it'll be good Mm you'll feel
0: i want to be there i want to talk if you do i want to be on an episode
1: hi you're you're you're, you're if we're
2: doing anything last of us related you're there yeah you're yeah Nine episodes <laughs> in, you were in it together forever, baby. You're lo- you're the Last of Us man now. Yeah,
0: I might ask for other shows, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> so, hey, man. You're you're welcome anytime that we can schedule it.
2: You want to talk about the uh, the Wendy Williams show with me? Let's I thought do you I say the
0: Mandalorian. Wait, the what?
2: <laughs> Wendy Williams. She's a uh, TV show. House. I was joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, All right. Uh I will lead us into our wrap up. Then this has ooh. been our. Final episode for season one of The Last of
2: Us. As we said, you will see us all get together again to talk about The Last of Us more. Ooh, actually, real quick, uh, because Ben won't watch this, there will be one more piece of Last of Us content coming out this year near Halloween. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're going to put our true. friend Ben Magnet through The Last of Us on grounded mode. Oh, I'm sorry, is it called grounded if you know, mode? If you, know grounded. We,
1: if you know we love spooktober season, you know we love to make Ben play spooky games. Well... Yeah. We're gonna make Ben play some last of us hopefully he'll have watched the show by then uh we'll find we'll
2: try we're we'll gonna try, try and
1: make him watch the show by then
2: but but yeah we're gonna put him through a level of grounded like a probably one of like the museum level which we're gonna saw put him in the through the show. very first clicker section and just put him in grounded and throw just him drop in. him in the game <laughs> like all right survive make it through the level good luck <laughs> uh so we'll see that in probably in like six six months six to four yeah. six to eight months yeah go uh, ahead and check that
1: out oh, uh man. we'll be back again to talk about the last of Us part two game. Uh, and speculation for what the show will do at some point probably next year 18 to 24 months uh and that'll do it and then uh we'll all get back together again for season two so we'll see you then uh in the meantime fake nerds watch has other shows we are about to start the mandalorian um we're going to be doing the first three episodes that'll be out in about a week so you can check that out. Uh, we're doing that with our co-hosts, Brandon and Ben. It's our first Fake Nerds Watch show of the year where we're all four going to be together. Sure. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Brandon's continuing his Star Trek Fake Nerds Watch stuff over on Picard. I hear it's going great. Good for him. Hell yeah. Um, pause Menu just had a new episode out at the time of recording today. Um, about that's the, about the n- Nintendo n- 3DS. Yeah,
2: I watched half of it.
1: Uh, and Ben did that with uh, or, Orbology. Orbology orbalology i have to spell it multiple times it's orbalology yep um <laughs> and you can go check that out that's here on the figner podcast channel we do our basement arcade episodes they've been a little bit on hiatus but we're hoping to ramp up in the second half of the year um figner podcast we just recently talked about the sixth scream film can you believe it Screamy. scream the franchise that just
2: can't be beat. Oh, I didn't all bangers. I didn't make the joke about this episode. Can you believe there was another great episode of The Last of Us? I just forgot uh, to make that joke. No. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I can
0: now. can, can I say something about
2: another good scream film?
1: Just dang, hot dog, that yeah. franchise. <laughs> uh, can I then. say
0: something about the new scream film?
1: <laughs> huh?
0: Can I say I, I have something I want to say about the new scream film?
1: No spoilers.
0: I won't name names, but I'm glad we have a new pincushion
1: okay got it you, you'll uh, know what that means <laughs> I, I, i'm with you i'm with you i also <laughs> okay uh yeah so we're we did that we're um doing shazam fury of the gods coming up this week so if you want to check that out oh. that'll be going on uh all kinds of stuff shazam. always happens on this channel so you know come check it all out we're having a great time oh you know what uh, uh if you're interested in film scores i can say this we're, we're close enough to the release um Brandon and a friend of the podcast, Jeremy, who does our musical intros and outros for the show. We're launching a new show. It's called the real score. And uh, that's all about talking about film scores. It will release one episode a month. And our first episode comes out next Monday. So you can check that out. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we are talking about the Batman composed by Michael G. Kino. Um, it was great. I, we had a great time. So I'm really looking forward to that show coming out. Whoop, whoop. All right, cool. That's it. You can find me. Uh at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S P R K Z Witty. Um, where can they find you, Pi?
0: Uh, here at Sugar Daddy Loot Jobs, and that's loot Lute, L-U-T-E for those just listening on TikTok. Oh.
2: All right. Yeah. And right. Ryan, you can find me um just loving Papa Pedro, pulling double duties as Joel and Mando at DJ TonySnark616.
0: Hashtag. Double Daddy Pedro.
2: (laughs) Hashtag Double Daddy Pedro.
1: Double Daddy Pedro. (laughs) All right, that'll do it. So until next time, stay fake nerds.